Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and you're listening to me talk on the internet. Today on our very special holiday episode, we'll bring you a report from the front lines of the war on Christmas. And finally, we'll check in with the White House to hear the President's official New Year's resolution for the coming year. But first, a word from our sponsors. It's the fabric of our lives. It melts in your mouth. It's what's for dinner. It's Scrooge Corp. This holiday season, turn to Scrooge Corp for Yuletide savings on a wide range of products. From soy-based eggnog to locally sourced AR-15 bump stocks and cage-free Christmas trees, we've got you covered. Scrooge Corp. We're not just evil anymore. Happy holidays in Bah Humbug. Fantastic. Now we bring you an exclusive report from our affiliate at LGR Liberal Guilt Radio. It's the longest war in American history. Casualties on both sides with no end in sight. Generations raised without knowing anything else. For some, it is a holy war. Others, a Gordian knot of tradition and freedom that cannot be untangled. A Thucydian trap that can only result in a Pyrrhic victory for either side. It's known as the War on Christmas. In a remote village in the Netherlands, a small group of townspeople gather in the village square to discuss the Battle of Sinterklaas, a skirmish in the War on Christmas that cost the lives of many friends and family. They came to our village in the dead of night. They lit our Christmas trees on fire. They stuffed our stockings filled with coal. The cookies we left for Sinterklaas. They ate them. They ate Santa's cookies. For these people, the wounds of the war on Christmas may have healed, but the scars remain. In the Holy Land, the war on Christmas rages on. Military advisors from the United Nations have been deployed to protect thousands of innocent people trying to celebrate the birth of Christ. But the enemies of Christmas have built a network of secret tunnels to smuggle weapons and supplies to aid their cause. Deadly rocket fire spills over the border, and I watch as inflatable Santa Claus decorations and plastic reindeer melt and burn under the hot desert sun. I speak to a young man whose age belies the pain behind his eyes. For him, this is an all too familiar sight. All I want is to celebrate Christmas. To spend time with my family. But this war on Christmas has forced us to run and hide. To celebrate in the shadows. No more. I will tolerate this. No more. That afternoon, he joins a local group of freedom fighters dedicated to roll back the tide of the anti-Christmas forces. Several days later, I ask his commanding officers for an update, only to find the young man was killed in a pitched firefight the night before. They tell me not to mourn. He was a good boy, they tell me. He will forever be on Santa Claus's list of good children. He will be greeted in heaven with 40 stockings. My journey takes me to a Starbucks in Haddonfield, Wyoming. Martha Carmeyer is a 45-year-old single mother. Last year, her husband of 15 years, an officer in the Marine Corps, was killed in action during a battle in the war on Christmas. She worked several jobs to make ends meet, including working at this local Starbucks. She remembers growing up in a world where Christmas was a time of joy and celebration. The Christmases of her youth seemed like a distant dream, overwhelmed by the nightmare of her current reality. Her six-year-old son Samuel was severely beaten in school for wearing a Christmas sweater. 
In order to ensure his safety, Martha moved her son to a private school where he was able to celebrate Christmas. But the tuition has proven a financial burden to the widowed Martha. Little Sammy Colmire will not receive a Christmas present this year. Our interview ends and I watch as she helps a long line of customers. As she hands a pumpkin spice latte to the last patron, she suffers a slip of the tongue. Merry Christmas, she says, before catching herself and stammering. I mean, happy holidays. But it's too late. As she leaves work, she's intercepted by two police officers who take her into custody. Later that evening, I inquire to the local police station as to her whereabouts and condition. They report that Martha Kalmeyer is dead. She was found in her cell, her wrist slashed in apparent suicide. When I ask where she was able to find razor blades in jail, I receive no answer. Martha Kalmeyer, like so many innocent men and women, is now another statistic, another number in the increasing body count of the war on Christmas. When I speak to young Samuel, he is angry, radicalized. He tells me that once he is old enough, he will join the Marines like his father and avenge the death of his parents. The war on Christmas is the longest conflict in American history, but for young Sammy Kalmeyer, the war has just begun. For Liberal Guild Radio, I'm a very, very serious British person. A heartbreaking tale from our affiliates at LGR, Liberal Guilt Radio. We come to our last segment, a very special call from the President of the United States regarding his New Year's resolution. That's right, Lee. We have a really, really great resolution. Really fantastic. It's, it's, it's a beautiful resolution. Historic, really. Uh, all right, let's hear it. I'm going to try and stop winning so much. You know, we won the last election in a landslide, historic landslide, just really, really fantastic. The wall is looking great, a really, really beautiful wall, and the great Spanish people of Mexico have done a great job paying for it. Uh, we really wanted to stop winning so much uh, in the stock market. Stocks have been very, very stable, really stable, and we want to keep it. Uh, that Mr. Way. President, your party actually suffered a historic defeat in the, the midterms, a real shellacking. Uh, there's also no wall, and the stock market has been incredibly volatile this financial quarter. Listen, Lee, you've been very disrespectful. That's fake news. It's a fake, this is a fake podcast, okay? It's fake. You know, I'm sorry if you can't follow the rules, but we're going to have to cut you off. We're going to have to revoke your podcast. But like, this is my... Get him out. Mr. President, get him you, out. you can't just... There's no president has ever been bullied like but you're I the have. one who's bullying. Sad. Is he gone? You got him out? He's gone. All right. Fantastic. Uh, I'm the president of the United States, and you're listening to me talk on cyber. <laughs>